Hello everyone and welcome to the 199th episode of the Poorly Planned Podcast. My name is Benedict, you may know me better as BHL Hudson. Here we talk about movies, TV shows, a bunch of nonsense. With me as always is my friend, co-host, and... God. <laughs> Explodes. My Woody's buddy. Ooh, Frederick. Woody's buddy. Woody's buddy. It's true. Which, if you don't know the context, will sound kind of strange. <laughs> Perhaps sexual, and you'd be right. I mean, with the context, it is still strange. But, um... <laughs> and very sexual. <laughs> we are back for what could be described as the last normal episode of the mm. Poorly Planned Podcast. From for here now, on out, it's now. only special eps. Well, because we got Pod 2 Hundo coming up. And then we got mm-hmm. the final episode, which will be basically a normal episode, but it will be, you know, a little, it will be a little extra, a little grand, a little, little perhaps a little, little sentimental, full, possibly, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, today mm-hmm. we're just here for a for a classic pod episode. We're gonna have mini reviews. We're gonna have uh-huh. some news, and dare I say, no! we're gonna have a topic. God damn! It's it's back to the roots. It's crazy. Really. We're, we're, it's back we're to back. Jimmy Fallon's band, if you will. Okay. <laughs> this is not a normal episode. <laughs> the grandest of occasions. This is episode one somehow. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone back to put better jokes in. <laughs> this is all. This has all been a rebranding marketing thing. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna actually just continue the pod, but restart it. It's like have you seen Snoop Dogg's thing? Where it's like I have. I'm I I called it from the big. I told everyone we were we were standing okay. around. We were having a debate. They're like, "What the fuck, Snoop? Can he can't stop?" I was like, "He's not. It's a publicity stunt. It's a Fallon skit thing where he's gonna come out on like Ellen and be like, oh, I tricked you all. It's bullshit.' Way. <laughs> <laughs> but have you seen? Have you seen why he did it? No, I haven't actually. Oh, it's to promote a new smokeless grill. <laughs> of course. I'm like, I, this is exactly what I meant, man. Fucking Snoop. <laughs> it was, he was like, hey, I'm Snoop Dogg and I'm quitting smoking. Because when I'm grilling my steaks, it ain't fun to get smoke in your oh face or some shit like that. Snoop the ultimate so hustler. We <laughs> could do something Snoop-esque okay. if you want. I mean, that's what I try to do for most of my life is emulate Snoop Lion. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Before we jump into stuff, I have a couple things mm. I want to want to rattle off at the top here. Some some quick okay. uh, a slight anecdote, a quick plug, and a quick uh, call to action. Ooh. So first of all, <laughs> okay, the treble <laughs> call to action. I'm just gonna say, um, on the on pod 200, uh, I would suggest if you have any comments you want to get in there that you want us to to read out, uh, you should put them on pod 200. Regards, you know, of course what you thought of pod 200 and all that, but in regards to the end of the pod, because I realized, because of course on pod 201, you'd think there'd be a lot of nice messages, which maybe there still will be, and you're still welcome to. But I realized if like you want us to read them out in the pod in an announcements and such segment, there won't be any of those after pod 201. So that is true. If you want us to, you know, you're still very welcome to leave a nice goodbye comment on pod 201. But if you want us to read it out on the pod, smack it on pod 200. That's that, that's, that's the, the, first thing that that's the, that's the place out. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Although, again, it would be kind of sad if Pod 201 is a barren wasteland in the comments. So you're also welcome to say, <laughs> you know, <laughs> farewell. <laughs> Just like a simple goodbye. It's been a great wa- been a great ride. Love you all. Zero comments. <laughs> yeah, zero comments. 80 dislikes. <laughs> 16 reports. <laughs> then my cheeky little plug, which I'm, I'm, I imagine you're going to love. Um, I have a friend of mine in college in my film class named 
who I I'm or, familiar. Or I don't know if actually I'm supposed to say his name, but he goes on the internet. He goes by the name Mr. Kino. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only laughing at Mr. Kino because of the way you widened your eyes. <laughs> As if Mr. Kino is one who shall not be named. <laughs> anyway, he has a YouTube he channel. Terrorizes, <laughs> terrorizes the internet. <laughs> he reviews movies. It's called The Kino Cave. And um, he invited me on to do a, a video with him, which we have Ooh. done, where we talked about horror movies and our scariest movie moments. It was part of a Halloween thing. So, okay. if you want to check that out, a little BHL Hudson appearance on another channel, you can. Ch- there's a link down below to the video, The Kino Cave. I will say, I'd be looking hella greasy in this video i'm not <laughs> i will say my mucus was on point covered say, in it i don't know if it's a combination of us doing it in the morning slash some kind of lighting thing i don't know but i'd be i'd be it could, it could also be the fact that you're just sitting next to mr Keno himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and i am <laughs> nervous <sweats>. nervous <laughs> yeah i am panicking uh but anyway it's a fun video it's a great time so check that out over on the mr Kino Kino cave channel link down below and finally my um just a little cheeky anecdote or just kind of interesting thing Ooh, please um because there have of course, there's been a lot of UFC stuff happening lately. I won't go into it. There's been tons of crazy stuff going on. I think the most pod-worthy moment, though, comes from mm. uh, a walkout song that happened from uh, oh. that Yuri Prohaska used for his championship fight okay. the other day. I did where... not watch the because I, I I texted you about this fight, but I yes. did not watch the the walkout. The fights themselves were crazy. I could talk all day about that, but the walkout specifically just was crazy for me because I mean it was a, it was an awesome walkout. And this was an awesome matchup. It's like basically a a real-life Mortal Kombat fight. You have this, like, modern-day samurai guy, and then this, this guy from the tribes of Brazil who does archery and all this shit. It's very, very fucking mm. cool, you know, primal-type yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. And then Yuri Prohaska, uh-huh. the samurai guy, he's walking out to this to this very epic-sounding music, and they're doing, like, a stare-down. The music's still playing. I'm like, holy shit, this is, this is fucking awesome. What is this music? I'm like, what? What is this amazing mm, track this man has played? It's it's epic, but it's kind of modern. It, it really fits the fits the tone. What genius could compose such a thing? I shazam this song, <laughs> and I kid you not, it is in fact the main theme from the film Black Adam. <laughs> so I'm sitting there going nuts over this, like, oh my god, this is the coolest music. Oh my I've god, ever this heard. is the greatest song in the world. <laughs> Black Adam's theme. <laughs> the Black Adam original soundtrack. So do with that what you will. I guess we underappreciated. God. It was that, that amazing music. <laughs> that movie was a secret masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was just used in the wrong context. But yeah, um, good for Yuri Prohaska, I guess, for using that epic God. music. <laughs> yeah. That's so... I love it. I, I too, have a, a cheeky anecdote, Ooh. which is less of an anecdote, more just a, a scary thing that happened to me. I saw my life flash before my eyes, right? Okay. Does this involve a, an encounter with Mr. Kino, perhaps? <laughs> Every single life-threatening encounter for anyone ever is with Mr. Kino. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I thought. Um, no, so I was just I was chilling in the library, right, just doing some work. I was having a good time, and it's it's kind of in the, you know, it's it's not the silent section, but it's a bit of a quiet section, right? And then I'm I'm focusing my work, and I look up and I see my a friend of mine, like from the other, like uh, end of the room. He just like he looks quite, he looks a little. Sh- well, shocked, if you will. And then he looks at me, points at me, and walks towards me with the most, like, deliberate movement I've ever seen in any man, ever. And I'm like, oh, God, it's, something, something's happened. I've done something terrible. And he comes up to me, and he just, he just whispers in my ear, you two think 
you could beat up Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I was genuinely so baffled and confused. And he's like, yeah, I listened to the pod where you said. <laughs> I was like, oh my, oh my God. God. Getting I was genuinely in so scared. <laughs> and then I, my my fear turned into reality when he started beating me up. Right, no, of course, I was just like, that, that moment that the pod created there, I was like, God damn, that's <laughs> this is, so confusing. To be clear, this was a friend of yours, someone you know. This wasn't like a random <laughs> on the street. Some, not some random dude. Okay. No, it was a friend of mine. Okay, okay, but okay. yeah. But still, still very alarming. I, ge- I, gen- I genuinely thought something was like happening. I thought something <laughs> was going down. There was like a look of utter like disbelief in his eyes. He was like, just <laughs> fucking idiots. <laughs> God. That, I mean, that would terrify me. I think honestly it becomes more terrifying when you realize that it's pod related that someone is approaching you. <laughs> yeah, I would rather truly. be like arrested or kicked out of the library or something. <laughs> well, speaking of film, as we often do, Ooh, do we want to very good segue? A couple little mini reviews. I think we really do. So I'm thinking we keep the mini reviews. You know, because there's been a ton of stuff from the past that we haven't talked about because we haven't done this in a while. But I, th- mm-hmm. I say we we stick it to the the top like three that we have someone to say about top three, okay. and then uh, and then I we can, go from there. I can get behind that. So. First of all, do we start with a film that we've both seen? Ooh. The legendary cinematic experience that was <laughs> FNAF. <laughs> you mean Mr. Kino's work himself, FNAF. <laughs> I mean, the truest form of Kino. Uh, yes. <laughs> Freddy Fazbear's origin film. The FNAF movie. I say this, you know, with, with love and respect for the art of cinema, I guess. Mm. Um, that was, I think, the worst film I've seen this year so far. I say it with a complete disgust for Kino and cinema. <laughs> and I right. completely agree. That shit was... Yeah. That shit was ass. I was going to say I don't want to be negative, but also, in the spirit of the pod, we're quite negative negative men, so I guess we're not. We're famously negative. I mean, Goddamn, it, what, a, what, a, I what a shit show. It did everything wrong that like a film can do wrong, except for the animatronics, because I, I said this thing, and then someone who liked the movie been, what about the animatronics? Like, okay, the animatronics looked pretty good, I guess, but that is that does not <laughs> yeah, a that movie is not like. <laughs> Yeah, that is, that is not like the bar for a good movie. <laughs> no, it's like, oh yeah, okay. terrible story and terrible characters and terrible acting. Yeah. What about Freddy Fazbear? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bro, this, I mean, look, I, I, I'm not hating on anyone who likes it because I saw it with some people who really liked it. And if you like, like it because you're a big fan of the games and the lore and the game theory Matt Pat videos, cool. I'm just saying, hmm. even as you know, a movie. It, I, I'm, I'm not even opposed to the lore. I kind of I watched some Game Three videos. All right, I've been yeah. there. I've done that. You love you famously love Matt Pat. He's <laughs> my favorite person. But as a movie, yeah, the, it's incredibly. I found it like really boring. It's the yeah. story's not interesting. The characters. It's are, not actually. It's not actually that scary. It's not scary for, like, at all. A horror movie. I thought it was. It was strange that they. And this is not even the scene where you know the animatronics build a fort or whatever, and that's whatever because everyone that's been like a pivotal scene that people have argued about. But I'm just mean like. Early on, they just they show the animatronics in full light. Very early on, there's no kind of mystery or interest in like their murderousness. They just kind of like mm-hmm. appear and like even in the game, just, like the original game, there's like you know a sense of tension and build up and like darkness and then jump scare, or whatever. This one, they just kind of like yeah. standing around and like yeah, like they they've got the fox doing his weird like Walter esque run in the beginning where right. like, you just see the shadow. Yeah. But that's pretty much it, because then it just cuts to them being slightly unnerving, and then just in full light. It kind of takes yeah, they're just kind of everything out. away from it. There was they just kind of chilling, and the you know the animatronics sure looked good. Some of the effects are terrible. That fucking cupcake thing looked really bad. Um, cupcake thing looked awful. Um, all, all the characters were super the, unlikable. 
Sorry, go on. But yeah, the, when the girl was eaten. <laughs> yes, yeah, when the girl was eaten. I will say, I will say, and as a, as a kid hater, mm. I still found the kid annoying, but the kid was one of the least annoying people in that movie. Okay. I must say. All right, fair enough. I'm, I'm putting it out there. I was like, you know what? Fine. I, I accept this kid for, for who she is and who she wants to be. <laughs> Josh, unlike any other I hate. Child. <laughs> well, he's just... <laughs> all other children. Like, the thing he's is... He's so unlikable. He's, and he's such a douchebag. It's and not even like whiny. Sort of, yeah, like a, a down on his luck, like bit of a deadbeat, whatever. You can do that character and make him likable. Fucking... I don't know. I know it's a different kind of movie, but Ryan Gosling and the Nice Guys. He's like, you know, a complete mess and in shambles, but you still yeah. like him a lot. This but guy you, just you still, fucking you still sucks. Like, he's just I, sad and, and his shitty. Fucking, his, his, his motivation is that... I want to look at the trees, because then maybe I can dream of what happened. Like, I will take drugs what? to see who kidnapped my brother in my dreams. It's like, Josh. And it was just, I mean, the, the you know, spoilers are whatever, spoilers, the end, the twist, and, you know, the whatever. As someone who even knows some of the FNAF lore, which I hate to admit, it's just <laughs> fucking, like, it's not... As one of the writers of the FNAF <laughs> canon events. I genuinely, there were just times in the film where I thought, like, I'm embarrassed that I'm here. Like, it felt mm-hmm. like a horror movie for, you know, 10-year-olds who love FNAF videos, which I guess it was, but, like, a really bad version of it. And I was like, I'm sitting here as a 21-year-old man watching this movie, and I'm actually kind of embarrassed. Like, that was... Yeah. I, <laughs> that was I'm sorry to be so frank, but, like... This movie made me reflect on... <laughs> genuinely, That's like, not something you want from the FNAF movie. <laughs> Like what? What am I doing here? And it was it was just cringy. I don't know. Like a lot of it was just kind of cringy, and like it was bad. In fairness, you also <laughs> were you also reflecting because you did miss a major event as you were watching <laughs> yes, the last yes. I went instead of watching Inganu versus Fury because it's like ah that'll be whatever. Nothing's gonna happen there. Turns out to be like the most talked about like combat sports event of the whole fucking year. <laughs> and then I'm watching. <laughs> Josh Hutchinson do the FNAF movie instead. So that also probably contributed to my my hate for it. But, um, yeah. Not a fan. I imagine he's not actually in the movie. He's just, like, playing the entire movie. He's, like, acting it out. He's just doing the FNAF movie. You can't do a movie. Yes, we can do it. <laughs> yeah. Google reference. Great Google reference. Uh, but, yeah, FNAF um, movie, I was not a fan. What do we what do we think of Shaggy? It was, I was just... I don't know, I'm sorry. Like, I know that's a part people love. I just thought it was cringe, because... <laughs> sorry, what a great movie review. I just thought it was fucking cringe, dude. I don't think because it's like... Of course, he's, you know, the big twist at the end. He says, like, his catchphrase or some shit, and it's... And it's just... Like, everyone knew he was going to be in it to be yeah. that villainous character, and it's like, he's just kind of, mm-hmm. like, overacting, and it's fine, it's cute, or whatever. But again, it, that's why it's like... This is something that would blow the mind of a an eleven year old. You know what I mean? And that's no offense yeah, to anyone. Not, not, in our a, not a twenty, not a twenty one year old big boy <laughs> who should be watching Inganu versus Fury, <laughs> who's missing the <laughs> the MMA fight of the year. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry if this is really insulting and disparaging to anyone who liked it who is an adult because I just said it would blow the mind of an eleven year old and. I'm sorry. I have friends who you actually did say it. you watched it with friends who loved it. <laughs> I have one friend who gave it five stars. So <laughs> Do you actually? Yeah. You're studying cinema. Well, she, she's you... she's not a film student. Um, okay. <laughs> that makes it sound even more insulting. Oh, she doesn't even fucking know anything about oh, Kino. She doesn't get what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Send her this clip. <laughs> Don't upload. By the, the way, pod. you were featured on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you have a mini review to springboard off of this? Ooh, I do. In fact, have a mini review to springboard off. Um, <clears throat> a bit of a bit of a, uh, you know, comparison and contrast because I actually quite enjoyed this movie. Um, mm. I did for what was it? Two, three days ago, I went to watch. 
the new Hunger Games movie. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And Cheeky Mr. Snow. Right. Um, before honestly, he was president? Before he was El Presidente. Um, I won't lie. I kind of went in with this with... I wasn't very excited. I didn't have super high hopes. But it was actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, okay. I think the guy who plays Snow is actually... It's a very good performance. It's very good. Um, the girl who plays Lucy Gray, who's also in the new Snow White, kind of hate her. So okay, <laughs> she was really really annoying, and she had the this like weird southern accent for some reason. Okay, I believe, like, are you referring to, be... to Rachel Zegler? Ziegler? Yes, I am. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. No, she was she was super annoying. Um, and yeah, otherwise like the action was good. It was a little bit long. It was close. I think it was close to three hours. Yeah, um, yeah. But overall, just like. It kind of made me want to rewatch the Hunger Games movies because it kind of it immerses you quite well in this world, but gives you a, a peek of what it was like before it got super like technologically developed and stuff like that with the the like more modern Hunger Games. Where it's like in these Hunger Games, spoiler, not gonna spoil the whole thing, but just like the way it kind of works is like they don't have all these like elaborate traps and stuff like that. They basically just have guards who shoot you if you like try and run away. Like the arena is super small. Okay. Um, but the overall kind of storyline and the the character development of Snow, I very much enjoyed. Um, and yeah, it's good good villains. There's uh, a guy called what what is he? Jason Schwartzman is that the is that yeah the yeah uh, yeah he plays Caesar Flickerman's dad or something and is incredibly nutty. I very much enjoy. <laughs> I can see that. That's that feels like a Schwartzman type role. Hunger Games. A very a very yeah very well cast. And then um, <laughs> the Viola Davis, she I believe she's uh, like the game kind of the game director, and she's kind of crazy, but also it works. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like seeing a lot of like awful capital people getting getting destroyed, which is which is always fun. So overall, a very good time. I I would I would recommend. Interesting. I I was gonna give it a miss. I'm not gonna lie, because I thought it didn't look bad, but I just thought. Mm-hmm. Not, I've never been super into the Hunger Games, you know. Yeah, might be. I mean, I haven't been super into it either. Hours. But it's but it was, it, it was it's honestly it was a good time. It's a good time. All right, fair yeah. enough. And it does have our favorite uh, goat. Dare I say, Dinklage? <laughs> Dinklage is in it, and it's actually he's he's okay. He's pretty good. He's, he's okay. He's right. uh, <laughs> not yeah. quite the goaded performance we're expecting these days, but it's it's fine. Well, cool. I um, you know what? On that recommendation, I might check it out because I was a bit on the fence, but. That fucking nothing's yeah. been coming out in cinemas lately, so I'll take a chance to, to go it's, see that. It's yeah, it's it's a bit long, but worth it. Well, on the on a very opposite end of the spectrum in terms of genre, I'll I'll just lump these okay. two together because they're very similar. But for my film class, we actually have a module about Scandinavian cinema this year, um, and one mm. of the films we were uh, I was gonna say prescribed. I don't know if that's the word. They prescribed the Kino to us. Um, but <laughs> they injected me with my daily dose of Kino. <laughs> was uh, a Danish film called Fisten, or The Celebration. And oh, I love Fisten. You've seen Fisten? Yeah. Oh, let's fucking go with it. One of the best films I've ever seen in my life. So good. Amazing. And then I coupled I'm that fucked with... fucked up. Super fucked up. I coupled that with The Hunt, a.k.a. Jakten. Starring, Ooh, I've not seen Mess Mikkelsen. So two Thomas Vinterbergs. Mess Uh Although the hunt is not really worthy of a Mess Mikkelsen because it's not very fun and nutty. It's more extremely sad and hard to oh. watch. But 
Um, okay. Just two <laughs> amazing films. Like, very... I refer to them as feel-bad movies. Because, like... Okay. <laughs> they're like, because they make me feel positively terrible. <laughs> like, they do. But, like, they're so well-made. And, like, like especially The Hunt. Like, Festin, yeah, it's super fucked up. It has, like, the dark comedy to it that makes it... Like, I would mm-hmm. watch Festin again, you know what I mean? Even though it's very hard to yeah, watch yeah, at yeah. times. But, like... It's so well made and it's so interesting and so this applies to both of them. They're so realistic, which makes it mm-hmm. like the fucked upness and the hard to watchness even more intense. And especially because yeah. we're Danish, it's like mm-hmm. they act. There are little mannerisms of Danish people that come through these very much that I feel like we maybe pick up on more than the average viewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it makes it like it, it, it hits so much more like ah, just like needle you right like, in the heart like. Yeah, you're sitting there like, oh my god, you're cringing not because it's cringe, but because the shit that's happening is genuinely just so like. Oh yeah. Um, what's 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 the hunt about? The hunt is essentially, and without getting into details, but like in a super realistic way, Mess Mikkelsen is falsely accused of being a pedophile. Oh, and it gets just grim. Like it's it's and it's I don't know the realism of it. Where like at the start, like no one really knows what to do, and they're kind of trying to figure out if they believe it or not, and then they like slowly start to believe it, and like his whole life falls apart, and it's like oh. It's so. And is it, oh my god! It's so fun. Is it then like? Is he then trying to like kind of find out who is the actual pedophile, or is it not? No, an actual so there pedophile? isn't. I mean, it, that's the problem. And that's the hunt. Like, the hunt refers to the hunt of him, or what? Yeah, basically. And it's it's. I mean, I don't want to get too much detail because like I just kind of want to watch it play out. But like, he's not a. It's not like there is an actual pedophile or something. It's like, I guess like a misunderstanding sort of thing. I guess you could say uh-huh. it's very complicated, but like in a way that's like very specific and very feels like it could actually happen in the real world, which makes mm-hmm. it like, again, just the way people act in it, it's like, it feels so fucking real. And then it all kind of culminates towards the end in this, I thought you've probably seen the scene in the church where he's crying in the church and like, Oh yeah, I've seen that. Like, ah, bro, it's a movie that like, I never want to watch again because it was so hard to watch, but it's like fucking amazing. So I'd highly recommend that. And Fiston, okay. just like, again, also super fucked up, has a bit more comedy in there. And just like the, mm-hmm. the Dogma 95, like the way it's shot and all that. It's very, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's the only also film. Made, yeah. The way, the way it's shot in Fiston as well, makes it, you know, even more realistic, I think. Exactly. Yeah. It's the only film that I've seen from the Dogma, the Dogma 95 kind of thing that I've really liked because I feel like that handheld, you know, low budget kind of thing fits really well because it feels almost like a documentary. Um, so mm-hmm. two pieces of Danish Kino that I would absolutely recommend to anyone if you can stomach the, uh-huh. the fucked upness of... Um, but you know what? There's... Yeah. Unlike, you know, Lars von Trier, mm-hmm. unlike his films from the ones that I've seen, which are just kind of like basically just like depression porn, like they're just like so fucking miserable. <laughs> yeah, they're- these ones, so they are terrible. they are miserable, but like there's like a ray of some kind of humanity to them that makes it not. There's a, there's a silver lining. Exactly, yeah, kind of like another round, which I'd say is way less miserable than these two. But mm-hmm. it's like a little bit sad, but there's some kind of humanity and hope that pervades yeah, yeah, that yeah, I, I like. So anyway, uh-huh. yeah, that, that's my my Danish Kino rant for the day. Ooh, well, I'll definitely. I kind of want to rewatch Fiston because I I watched Fiston as a like for a school project, so it's it's a while back, and then the the hunt i i've always kind of wanted to to watch yeah. so i'll i'll definitely with this you know glowing kino recommendation <laughs> i will definitely get on it of course of course um all right well i hate to do this to you don't even think about it don't even don't even don't even say the words and, and i and i don't want to get greedy you don't want you you could go out on a high note I, it's not going to happen i'm not going to do it <laughs> i'm going to need you to cue that intro <laughs> It's not gonna happen. You get one. You got one last one. You really no, wanna cue it. 
It's fine. It's fair enough. It's more fitting that you go out on an absolute <laughs> miserable. Uh, maybe I'll put two absolute, fart sound effects in this. An one. absolute stinkeroo. <laughs> All right. God. Intro well, cued. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and I, I almost had to edit my list a little bit from last time, from last episode that everyone Ooh. heard, because I did watch the new Attack on Titan finale. Mm. And my God. Was it fantastic? Was it glorious? It was so glorious. Holy shit! It, I, I, I weeped, and I was immersed in action, and it just, you know, I, I was, I've giving it a bit of shit um, in the last few years because it kept, you know, extending itself. But my lord, was it worth it? It really paid off. Super like amazing action scenes, and then like plot twists and everything like that that just like go full circle. Um, actually such a, like, mind-boggling, like, journey from the start of the show to, like, the end and how it, like, starts off being just mainly, like, gory action and then being this, like, insanely, like, yeah, super convoluted thing. I don't, I don't want to spoil too much because I, I think you should just watch it. I, yeah. Actually, I would. I uh, would. Um, and, yeah, it's just, I, I sat there, I was crying, I was cheering, it was, it was crazy. Um, so, yeah, just... I, not too much to say. Just amazing animation. It's like an hour and twenty or something. It's a really long. It's basically like a movie, mm. um, but just yeah, amazing stuff. I cannot recommend it enough, and it definitely bumps it a point or two up on on the old listeroo. Ooh. So where where was it? Was it like around number? number I think it was seven? like five, fifth or something. I, I don't actually remember what I so said. Th- this might be a top three now. It's 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 definitely top four. Ooh, we'll, okay. we'll put it that way. I, I genuinely, I think I will get into it. Like I, I did, I did put Jujutsu Kaisen um, on the list mm-hmm. as well. But Attack on Titan, yeah, like it, it does sound pretty. And I have some friends who also watch it, and they said the finale was was pretty epic. So I will, I, yeah, I, I was, will check it out. Okay, okay. Uh, and when you do, please let me know because I want to follow along in this journey that you're sure. you're about to go on. But I'm I'm glad to hear that it was it was a satisfying finale. Finally, now that it they, was a satisfying were, finale. Yeah, it's about damn time. But <laughs> goddamn, it was it was worth it. I I forgive it for all the. The the turbulence it's cost me. That's a, you know that's also a good way to close out the anime segment if if that is the last. Yeah, you know that. Um, exactly. So you better cue that intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, my last one here. You know what? I'm just gonna lump three exper- movie watching experiences together very quickly because I don't have much to say about any of them okay. specifically, but just the the experiences in general because this is uh, mm-hmm. some great you know usually to to watch some some film. I go down to my. Film friends accommodation. We just gather around watching movies. So just three experiences there that were so, mostly epic, and then one kind of mid. Actually, I'll start with the mid. We watched The Killer, the new Netflix movie by David Fincher. The Killer. It's Michael uh, Fassbender, and oh, it's it's okay. It's just kind of kind of boring. I don't know. It's like kind of gr- gray man action. Oh, I like the gray man a lot more, and it's probably not even like the gray man's not a great movie. I just kind of liked it, but it's it's so uh-huh. slow and so dry and so up its own ass that it's like. It's trying to be this sort of, you know, like, slow burn thriller, what's going to happen. And I just, I was thinking, like, I don't give a shit about any of this. And, like, it has one really cool action scene. <laughs> and then the, sucks. And the rest is, is, is kind of boring, I'm not going to lie. So, The Killer, not okay. a vibe. We watched all three Indiana Jones movies in one night. Did an Indiana Jones marathon. God. Unironically, top five college nights I've had was fucking amazing it was like it was okay. just the greatest of vibes because we watched the first one of course it's amazing temple of doom i started to dip a little bit i was getting a bit tired i was like ah, i don't mm. know are we gonna we're we gonna see it through 
We start the last crusade. Yeah. Energy comes back. We're all cheering. We're all going crazy. Genuinely one of the best movie watching experiences I've ever had. And the last crusade. Perfect fucking movie. Uh, could not be better. It's too good. Okay. It's OP. I... <laughs> Somebody nerf this bitch. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's the perfect combination of comedy and action and character and music and, and scale. And ah, every, every character is hilarious. And ah, it's, it's, it's amazing. I, I just don't really remember. I haven't seen Indiana Jones in so long. Oh. I don't really remember what goes on. I would is repeat. That the one with, is that the one with Sean Connery? I, oh, Sean Connery. The floor's on fire. And they, they have an amazing joke about how Connery banged the same girl that he banged, and they have a little back and forth about that. Don't you remember that? He's Not like, really, but uh, I, remember, I remember you talking about it. I remember <laughs> you talking about it. Anyway, great movie, great night. And then finally, and this is just, this just I feel like, exemplifies my college film experience because we watched this movie that I've... Did you watch Human Centipede or something? <laughs> yeah. This is really my literally me movie. Um, we, <laughs> we watched um, a movie that I've never heard of. It's called From Beyond. Because I have a friend here who like is really into sort of like cult classics from the 80s. Like these weird fucking sci-fi, goofy B-movie kind of okay. things. And it's just this... It's exactly that. It's this goofy B-movie from the <laughs> Sorry, 80s. I was, I was thinking goofy, like the B-movie. <laughs> also, maybe <laughs> the goofy movie. Which would also go hard. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it's just this like yeah goofy movie from the '80s about like this machine that brings aliens to Earth, and then it's just got these super disgusting practical monster effects where the main guy turns into okay. this fucking alien, and they're trying to fight it, and it's just it was just an absolute blast. So if you're into that kind of, it's just like super entertaining. Like I, it's one of the most entertaining films I've seen in a long time. Like it's ridiculous mm-hmm. but fun, and like actually well made. So if that sounds like it's up your alley, from beyond, a little little gem from. From the uh, the Ooh, cork eighties <laughs> collection that you guys could uh, could take in there, <laughs> a gem from the cork Kino collection. <laughs> anyway, your your final piece. Cork of is def- cinema. I thought I thought that was. Oh no. Oh, is that how many have I done? We can we can absolutely go I, to the news. We we we're strict on time here. <laughs> if you've got nothing else, <laughs> let's go to the news. Let's, let's, yeah. Oh, let's, okay. Let's go. Let's go to the news. Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I wipe my brow. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> thank God I don't have to cue that intro. Yeah, again. No more anime shit. Um, <laughs> I've I've persevered. <laughs> well, cheeky news items. I mean, do we even do we even grace Ghostbusters Frozen Empire trailer with a with a reaction <laughs> from us? <laughs> well, I think you're the you're in the limelight here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it looks. It looks bad. What can I say? It doesn't. It does not look. Is there? Good. Is there more? Uh, oh, there's more. There's no more pro- Murray. There's no. There's no. There's no Ramus to be seen in the trailer. But no Ramus to be seen. But again, you could be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if he is the main character in this one. <laughs> there's going to be a 20 minute monologue from Ramus. <laughs> yeah. Can, can I say that might be the weirdest part of them bringing him back? Is that he doesn't speak, so he just stands there ominously, and it's just like ah. He doesn't speak at all. No, he doesn't, because he's dead. Which is again, <laughs> I just find that whole thing. I know some people thought it was wholesome and really well done and really sweet. I thought it was weird and kind of creepy and kind of in poor taste. I say they just take it to the next level and just create an AI generated voice for him <laughs> and have do him do now. a rap battle and have him ju- <laughs> have him and Murray just fight it out. <laughs> yeah, that would be really tasteful. Murray beats up his ghost. I'm sorry, I realized I just said that's in bad taste that we make all these jokes, but they're the ones who were proud of them. I, I think it was just weird. Anyway, it do, I don't think they're it looks very the good. They're the ones who made us say this. <laughs> it doesn't look terrible realistically, but I don't think it looks very good. Um, 
Speaking of which, and this is kind of disappointing for me, did you see the trailer for The Fall Guy? <laughs> I I did not. You didn't with with Gosling and no. Emily Blunt. Wait, oh wait, wait, wait. Is that the one where he's a um he's like a stunt, a stunt driver? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was like Fall Guys the the movie oh. like, with the, the game. Yes, that would like, be very. <laughs> why are you so dis- Why are you so disappointed that that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would look fucking awesome, and instead it was mid. <laughs> Yes, I didn't remember it was called The Fall Guy, but yes. The Fall Guy, yeah. I, you know what, I was actually really excited for this, because it's Gosling, one of my favorite actors, Blunt. Uh-huh. I believe it's directed by David Leach, who did Bullet Train and John Wick Ooh, 2, maybe? Okay. And Deadpool, actually, let me just make sure of that. But it had, like, a good director as well. Um, and then the trailer, I'm not going to lie, it looked kind of mid. The trailer, yeah. I won't lie, I think... The movie might be better than than what the trailer puts out there, but the trailer is slightly mid, as you say. It looked kind of like like an average comedy, and like the action didn't look great, which is surprising from David Leach. And the comedy wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was sort of yeah. standard stuff. <laughs> it wasn't groundbreaking. I don't know. I'm not trying to be a hater. It, it could be really. <laughs> Shit fun. was not Kino. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just I it thought could I was a little more. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. It because uh, it's got all the on paper. It looks like it could be a perfect movie, but yeah. What we what we've seen so far, I'm I'm skeptical. To be fair, when the trailers for Bullet Train came out, I did send it to you saying like this would be a great Woody movie, but I did think like it'll probably be fun in the sense that like it's actors we like, but it'll probably be you know kind of silly and dumb. And Bullet Train was actually really great. So it was it was awesome. Yeah, could be could be a situation like that. So we'll see. Mm-hmm, I'm still gonna true. see it, but yeah, yeah. And also, I love I love the goose Ryan. <laughs> I love a good goose. Um, I love the goose Ryan. <laughs> uh. Did you see Nicholas Holt has been cast as Lex Luthor in the next Superman film? I have not. Ooh. That is a... Actually, you know what? That's not a terrible... That's not a terrible vibe. He's not... It's it's definitely... It's better better than the last one. It is indeed. (laughs) Yeah, Eisenberg. Can he fill the shoes of Eisenberg is the question. Um, (laughs) I mean, he's he's a great actor. He's... uh, I mean, has he been like a villainous presence in a lot of stuff? He's, a, he's been, like, a comedic villain, but I don't know if he's yeah. been, like, a proper villain. I mean, he was, like, comedically washed in the menu, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> he was also... He's pretty comedically washed in uh, The Great, that that show with oh, uh, sure. Catherine the Great. Sure. Yeah, he's quite good in that. So, um, you know, if he can turn down the, the washedness and kind of increase the intimidation factor, he could... Mm. It could, it could be good. <laughs> you should give acting tips <laughs> yeah. for, for actors. Okay, on uh, this right. next scene... Nicholas, so... <laughs> Congrats on getting the part, but what I'm going to need you to do is turn down this whole washed thing you got going and up the cool, menacing character vibes. Yeah, I actually, I think it's a good choice. I think it caught me a little off guard because he's a bit younger than like a traditional Luther, but I think... Yeah. I mean, the whole how old vibe... is he compared to Eisenberg? Well, I, let's not include Eisenberg as a traditional Luther vibe, all right? Let's, let's just disregard the Eisenberg version. Um, but I think... I think also because they're doing a younger Superman and a, um, a younger Lois Lane stuff, it, it, it can work. So, you know, yeah. I don't hate it. I can see it. I'm not mad at it. I do, I do want to, yeah, I hope it doesn't become a thing where the fact that they're all younger is, you know, a big presence. Because, like, a show like Gotham, have, you, have mm. you seen Gotham? I've seen the first couple seasons of Gotham, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, like, I haven't seen much of it, but to me, it just gets a little bit silly. I know they're younger than these people will be, but, like, the fact that they're all so young just makes it feel a little bit... I don't know, high schooly. Yeah, kind of, dare I say, Muppet Babies adjacent. (laughs) (laughs) 
You dare say. I dare. It's really an analogy. Um, and then finally, speaking of, uh, what were we talking about? Nicholas Holt. Being, right. Speaking uh, of superhero washed. movie stuff. And being washed, I guess. Uh, mm. There was this article about the MCU. Did you see this about how it's kind of in shambles? How they're, they're um, struggling? I, I didn't see there was a specific article. I just kind of knew. <laughs> just aware of the, the cultural zeitgeist of <laughs> the shamblesness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it was just, it's actually an interesting read, I guess. And some of it's been contested, but um, I can't remember which, which site it was. But uh, it might have been Variety or New York Times or something. But anyway, it was about how they have a bunch of problems, how... You know, between films underperforming, like the Marvels, which I have not seen and I'm not really planning on seeing. My watch on Disney yeah. Plus, I guess. But um, and then the Jonathan Major situation, and then they've been putting out too much content that people are has confused he, by and don't care about. Has he been recast now, Jonathan Majors? No, not yet. Or not, not recast, but I. Again, this might this might just be like a one of those fake articles, but like I saw the thing where it's like Jonathan Majors is reportedly out of the MCU. I don't know if that's real or not. Um. I mean, possibly. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry, it was Variety. Uh, they, I don't. Nothing's been made official, and like he still has, I think, a court date coming up. But even if he's proved innocent, um, or like you know things aren't as bad as they might seem, or whatever, it's still been terrible mm-hmm. publicity for them, and you know they're likely yeah. to. Would want you say to... it's put them in major trouble? Ooh, I would say it's put them in a Jonathan. painful <laughs> situation. <laughs> It's put them in a real Jonathan. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Um, there, was, there was something in the article. I think there was like a rumor that they're considering replacing him with Doctor Doom. Like just doing a different character entirely. Um, okay. I, also, would, I would be up for that. Yeah. I mean, bro, I don't give a shit about the multiverse, man. Apparently Loki season two was good. I watched the first 20 minutes of the first now, episode and I couldn't really get into it. Really? Okay. Cause, yeah, I was going to ask you because I hear it's apparently like maybe the best ever season of Marvel TV show. Yeah, but they kind of they sort of say that with a lot of them when they first come out. I remember when Moon Knight came out, people were like, "This is the best fucking thing," and it was like, "Yeah, it was pretty good, I guess." But like, you know, you're just a Moon Knight hate. You're just a Moon Knight hater. I liked Moon Knight. I liked Moon Knight more than most of them. But I'll be down for Doctor Doom. They also apparently Pedro Pascal is going to be Mister Fantastic, so that's you know a bit of a vibe. Um, okay, yeah, I can, I can, I can see that. Anyway, yeah, Marvel apparently, according to this article, and just according to you know everything you can see with your with your two eyes, not going great at the moment. Mm. Oh, well, I guess. <laughs> Boo-hoo, I guess. <laughs> Hopefully. I, you know, I'm looking forward to Deadpool 3. And they only have one movie coming out next year. Which yeah, I think is, is a good, yeah, good thing. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe tone down the TV shows. Bro, Secret Invasion. Who the fuck watched that, man? Um, <laughs> True. Now, topic time. Ooh, please. It is, in fact, the finale for now, I guess. I mean, this will... Con- We'll watch Woody's movies forever, but the finale? <laughs> no, never mind. We're gonna do twenty more parts of this just to spite you for that. Um, this is the the up to date version, I guess, for now of what am I saying? <laughs> We're talking Woody's movies. <laughs> We're doing Woody's movies. Part... It's going on a complete like <laughs> mental tangent. Part five, part six, maybe. Um, basically, if you don't know. When we became friends, we went to this cinema that had a cafe called Woody's, at mm. which we would have dinner. For, and then, for Woody Allen. I'm kind of unfortunate that it's named after Woody Allen, who may or may not be a bad person, possibly. I don't really remember, but probably. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. Mm. Not looking great. Um, not looking, looking kind of washed. But anyway, we, we put that aside. The Woody's Cafe, despite bearing his face as their logo, is not associated <laughs> necessarily <laughs> It's more about the experience we had where we would get a specific meal, we'd have great talks, then we'd see a movie, and it'd be Woody's movie. It was great. 
it'd be it'd be the best of times. Yeah, and the first time uh, we went there, that's yeah, as you said, it's really solidified the friendship, and ever since then, it's just become tradition. Of course. Then in 2019, disaster struck, <laughs> and they <laughs> shut it, shut down Woody's. Um, <laughs> And we, we spent, there was a bit of a bit of a dark middle ground period where we were shopping mm. around trying to find the next restaurant. But in all yeah. of that, we discovered that Woody's is not a place. It's a people. It, it is a people. And so yeah. we now refer to any movie that we have dinner and then see a movie together as a Woody's. And yeah. we discussed that collection in various episodes on this channel and podcast mm-hmm. stuff. And so now we're here to do an up-to-date of the ones since the last time we did this Let's go. Also, Let's I have a go. trivia game. One real from IMDb, one fake from me. Ooh, and this time, exciting. I've, I have actually tried to make it difficult. So this time, I've gone less God of a meme it. route, more of an actual test route. So <laughs> I let's, bet you it's still going to be a meme route. <laughs> <laughs> there may be one or two in there that are somewhat <laughs> strange, but in God, general, I have tried to actually fool you here. So this could be this could be exciting for the audience to play along as well. Because you because you did so well last time, and I'm gonna I look did. a fool. So uh, you know what? Maybe maybe not. We'll see. You we'll will. See. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll make sure of it. <laughs> and yeah, I have uh, you know I've even paraphrased some of the IMDb stuff, so it sounds more like my words, so to trick you even more. It's gonna be good. It's gonna Ooh. be exciting. Um, <laughs> this is what, you spent a week doing this trivia. <laughs> yeah, I've done no essays this week. Um, <laughs> I'm failing. <laughs> First of all, and this is an interesting one, which exemplifies the Woody's is a people, not a place mantra. Mm, okay. We have Logan Lucky, which technically we watched at my house, <laughs> but, <That> is, <laughs> but, we, but we ordered a, a grand meal. We made a we whole setup a grand, on my desk. Yeah. So this it was, was a, a Woody. This Who was a kidding. Uh, this is a Woody. This is an at home Woody. It was, it was, I got some Hunablumpst, yeah. our favorite drink. God, it was so good. It was that pretty, was actually such a cozy time. It was actually very cozy. I, I do love those. Oh, uh, it was bur- we got some big juicy burgers. Got it? some big juicy burgers, some fries. We had the dipping sauces. You know what I mean? It was. Mm. Uh, it was pretty. God, I re- man, I want to do that again. Yeah, can we do? Actually, let's do that sometime over over Christmas. Yeah. That'd, that'd be sick. Yeah. Um, okay, I like this plan. But Logan Lucky, a film which we referred to as the Lost Woody, because we but, were exactly we were obsessed with the trailer Multiple, for it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just never really went. <laughs> no, no, we we never got the chance. It's the one with Daniel Craig where we quote the trailer very often where he goes, is it 20 or is it 30? <laughs> we are dealing with science here. <laughs> I'm about to get naked. So no peeking. So no peeking. I said no peeking. <laughs> yeah, so we finally had to watch it. The one-armed bartender. <laughs> and it was pretty good. It was, yeah. It was the kind of thing I think it could not in any universe have been as good as we made it out to be <laughs> no. or like equal our expectations because we just we put it up on this pedestal and at the same time we dumbed it down so much that it just became this it was a good movie i i enjoyed it but yeah i don't it's just kind of i don't remember a lot about really it to say yeah it was yeah, it, it was, was like a heist it's like a heist with you know a simple-minded tatum and his one-armed bartender <laughs> brother Adam Driver. It's fun. It has like a lot of, you know, little supporting roles that are enjoyable. Seth MacFarlane pops up. Sebastian stands there for a bit. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it has like a fun style to it. And of course, Daniel Craig as Joe Bang is the highlight by far. (laughs) Um, But yeah, didn't really, didn't really stick with me, you know? Yeah, it was just, yeah. I think it's also because I think we might, and whilst I love the Woodies, I think it was a year or two after our Joe Bang phase. Yeah. 
in our heads, it might have like faded a little bit. It was a different era of our of our lives, you know. Mm-hmm. We moved on like, to the freaky kind of. Yeah, we were in our freakier. It'd be like trying to watch Rampage for the first time in in 2022. You know, it's like yeah, it'd still know, be ah, good. That'd still, that still work. I mean, that'd still go crazy. You know, <laughs> actually, yeah, we should don't, do don't that. Involve the timeless classic. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. I should never desecrate the name of Rampage like that. That is an iconic, <laughs> iconic film. Um, but yeah, yeah, pretty good, I guess. Pretty good. Yeah, um, pretty good. Trivia. Number Ooh. one. Daniel Craig was not interested in taking the role of Joe Bang until director Steven Soderbergh showed him a concept drawing of exactly how the character would look and explained to him how the ma- and explained to him the mannerisms of Bang, after which Craig was keen to sign on. Or Ooh. trivia two. Daniel Craig had no set rules to follow for his appearance as Joe Bang, according to Steven Soderbergh. As he bleached his shortcut hair and sent the director an email with a photo, Soderbergh was fine with that, and the look was just completed with some tattoos for filming. So either Craig did all Ooh. the work, or Craig or, only signed on because of the concept of the character. Ooh, this is this is a very stark com- like contrast <laughs> to the last trivia. So uh, Daniel Craig put his dick in a vacuum cleaner, or <laughs> or he's a very generous man, <laughs> or he um, appears in the film Logan Lucky. <laughs> um. Okay. The thing is. I don't think that, I guess mannerisms, I don't think that Daniel Craig would accept a role for how that role looked. The whole point of being an actor is, you know, taking on a role that has been kind of made for you. So I don't think it was like a whole spiel of him being like, oh, I'm not going to take this because it looks weird or something like that. And then he then sees it's like, it changed his mind. I think... I don't think that'd be a huge thing in, in his uh, in his head. So I'm going to say that he just kind of went with it, bleached his hair, and was was a crazy boy. You'd be correct! Yes! That was, that was very go. impressive. You actually you logiced that one into a, thank you, an actor's thank you. mindset. That was, that was very good. Yeah. yeah, no, That was correct. Thank Apparently you. Thank he, you. No, it, was, it, was, it was good trivia, though. Next up, we have an absolute classic. Ooh. A, one we mentioned earlier in the pod. Bullet Train. Bullet Train. Uh, a banger, a banger of, of a Woody. A Let's be banger honest. of a Woody. You know what? If if people ask for like an example of a Woody movie, you could go like a mm. Rampage and that kind of thing. But I feel like Bullet Train also sums up the Woody vibes very well. It does because I think Rampage is a bad movie, but a great Woody movie. Yes. Whereas and this Bullet Train, great Woody movie, and just a great movie, and just a great movie, kind of gentleman adjacent, if you will. Um, very very good comparison. But yeah, it's. I don't know. It, it does have the elements of a Woody movie in that it it has. I think essential for a Woody movie. It has a lot of actors that we like to joke about mm-hmm. and enjoy the presence of. You know, it has it has the pit. It has a ton of cameos. It has the Tatum cameo, which it's, is hilarious. It God, has the it's Reynolds. Got, it's cameo. got a Ryan Reynolds cameo. It's got it's got the Reynolds cameo. It's got other things possibly. It's, um, it's just got this air of of self awareness. Self awareness, and then it just has like really fun, memorable characters: Tangerine and Lemon, perhaps. Correct. Finally got it right. Um, yeah, it's it's only been seventy five years. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fun, you know, stories coinciding. I do think, yeah, maybe it's like got a little too many things going on at times, and maybe they harp on the Thomas the Tank Engine bit a little too much. But those are my only real complaints. <sighs> Controversial. Only, the only real things that I've had to say. Classic diesel thing of you to say. <laughs> it's a, I mean, the action's really fun as well. Um, mm. Michael Shannon shows up. You know, he's pretty. He's pretty keno. He's 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 there. 
He's pretty Kino. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's like it's very fun. It's a very fun, stylish. It's fun, action movie. stylish. When when the um, I need a hero like cover comes oh, on, yeah, the Japanese I get version. goosebumps. Yeah. yeah, and is that is it Sandra Bullock who shows up in the end as well? Yeah, she's like has a little cameos. His uh, like handler. handler kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's fun. Everyone's. It's nutty in a way that is earned, I guess. Because sometimes the movie's trying yeah. to be nutty and like, aren't we so clever and self-aware? And it's like, aren't like, we so nutty? <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> but in this case, I was on board the train, if you will. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> almost yeah. vomit. And the moment you said thing. that, you vomited everything up. <laughs> and uh, I would say a very good Woody. Such a good Woody. A yeah, goodie. One, of, one of my... F- <laughs> it was very wood. <laughs> a goody Woody. Anyway, anyway. Trivia. Aaron Taylor Johnson lost a chunk of his hand and passed out after doing a stunt. Or okay. Brad Pitt was accidentally poisoned during filming, and as a result, shooting had to be postponed for three weeks. In parentheses, this was not during the poison scene of the film. Okay, may I ask, what? do you know what poison it was? Was it like just food poisoning? Or it was it like say. a I would, I would imagine food poisoning. I don't know. An assassin snuck onto the set, but that's just what um, I'm damn. Lost a chunk of his hand. Mm. Lost it. That seems. That seems brutal and graphic. He did punch that window. Nah, losing a chunk. Oh fuck! It depends on how much of the hand has been gone. Because if it's like a little bit, then it could be. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the assumption that it's it's a big chunk. It's okay. up to the elbow. <laughs> yeah, he, he had the whole thing amputated, is what you're saying. <laughs> I was just going to say that Pitt was... But it sounds so stupid that he was poisoned. Fuck. Ah, oh, I'm so torn. Fuck it. Pitt food poisoning. You're wrong! No! Yes! Let's go! God damn it! <laughs> God, you should have seen the, the beads of sweat when you're like, what kind of poisoning? I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, uh, yeah, probably food, I guess. <laughs> Definitely food. Poison. Yeah, because then you... Fuck me. Then you wouldn't have said he was poisoned. You'd just be... Yeah. <laughs> yes. So apparently Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson... stupid boy move. <laughs> ...did lose a chunk of his hand, apparently. Damn. Um, good for them, I That's guess. That's commitment to the role. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, with every rainbow comes a pile of shit. <laughs> As the famous saying goes. The pile of shit in question. Mm. And I hate to be mean to movies and whatever, and we shouldn't be so negative, but I feel like sometimes it might be deserved. The film yes. Amsterdam. God, what an absolute... You flew all the of... way to Cork. And I, I, tr- I treated Cork, you... And all, we were, I was only there for three hours just to watch <laughs> yeah, this, and yeah, then I left. Came for the world premiere for some reason. Uh, <laughs> no, we had, we had a great Nando's dinner. It was all set up to be uh, it was a, delightful. a wonderful time. And then Amsterdam... Everything was going great. Uh, it had ingredients. It had, you know, like actors that we think are fun and enjoyable and it looked like it could be actually a good movie this could be another another mm-hmm. banger it was so boring and confusing and convoluted and uninteresting and just nothing maybe the most boring movie i've ever seen it was rough it start like i'm trying to think of like interesting things in it and like it started a little bit interesting and they pushed taylor swift into the road and like that was kind that of... is by far the best scene in cinema though <laughs> that was kind of surprising that's ki- i guess <laughs> that's <laughs> that was kind of kino <laughs> And then there's, like, a part where they go to someone's house, and they just... I remember they just stayed there for, like, 8,000 hours, 
And then is it Robert De Niro's house they go to? Maybe. And then there's something about she's Margot Robbie's mentally unwell. And then they have this big finale where they're all standing around in a room and they're yelling at each other, and someone shoots someone in the face or something. Holy shit! Such man. a bad, such a bad, such movie. A, a waste of talent as well. So many good actors in it who get nothing to do. Yeah, uh, and I feel like the production of it was actually. It seemed decently well done. Like, yeah, it was. De- I mean, the, it was it fucking. A, what's his name? The guy, um, American Hustle, and all those other things. Silver Linings Playbook, maybe. David O. Russell. He did. Okay. It. He's supposed to be kind of. Well, he might also be a bit of a bastard, actually. I remember, but he's supposed to make like decent movies. Um, uh-huh. I just it just felt really up its own ass. It felt like a really pretentious like playwright had written like their most pretentious mm-hmm. play and then somehow gotten a bunch yeah. of money to make it into a film. And I don't know. Uh huh. Not worth the. Uh, the film it was printed on. Boom. Really, yeah, truly not. If the beginning, like the first like 20, 30 minutes of it, to me felt like the start of like a Poirot movie. Yeah. And then it just kind of, I was like, okay, this is, I wasn't fully there for it, but I was like, okay, this could work. And then it just, yeah. Uh, is it, it's like, goes in circles endlessly. Trying to be a satire of something, but it's like, what the fuck are you even saying? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> insufferable. What are you movie. even commenting on right now? <laughs> really fucking insufferable. So yeah, and terrible Woody. Like yeah. it wasn't. There was no even like funny enjoyment to get out of it. It was just boring. Um. Okay. Trivia. Michael B. Jordan originally was cast as the project geared up for an April 2020 shoot, but when filming was delayed nearly an entire year due to COVID-19, Jordan became unavailable due to scheduling conflicts and re- was replaced by John David Washington. Or. Edward Norton okay. originally was cast as the project geared up for April 2020 shoot, but when filming was delayed nearly an entire year due to COVID-19, Norton became unavailable due to scheduling conflicts and was replaced by Christian Bale. So was it B. Jordan being replaced by David Washington, or was it Norton being replaced by Bale? Ooh, fuck. You've, you've really... This one is kind of mean, because it's really just a coin flip. <laughs> it could be anything. No, I, but who I, do you think would fit I, I, better I, for their roles? That, that's what I'm saying. Like I think... Whilst I didn't like the movie that much, I do think Christian Bale fits the role quite well Mm. that he's playing. Okay. Um, So, I don't know. I feel like if you have a choice between Ed Norton and Christian Bale, you usually go Christian Bale. Ooh. Hot take, but okay. Uh, Do you not not think so? I think they're... Ed Norton's not doing... He's not doing that much anymore. He was in Glass Onion. What else is he in? I had a cameo cameo at the end of Alita Battle Angel. (laughs) true <laughs> so he's kind of he's kind of cooking i guess uh no i see your point i see your point i guess didn't that come out like eight years ago <laughs> yeah. that was like a 2014 movie or something yeah <laughs> that he was in for so two incredibly seconds. disturbing that you remember like the five second ed norton you know, cameo the most disturbing part i haven't even seen it <laughs> how do you know i don't know i don't know <laughs> Um, anyway no okay and i also feel like michael b jordan wouldn't do this kind of a shit movie i don't know i feel like he's got decent st- and he's been busy with creed and stuff but so yeah. which one are you saying because you're saying so he would yeah i'm saying he, he wouldn't do this movie he wouldn't even be considered for this movie oh because, i see i see so i'm saying that christian bale is the correct one is like that's that's real that he replaced edward norton when he fell out no 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 no. that he was oh sorry i've, I've made that sound super Wait, what? What am I saying here? Yeah, you, you saying? confused me. Did did John David Washington Ooh. replace Michael B. Jordan, or did Christian Bale replace Edward Norton? Fuck. Okay, fine. Washington replaced Michael B. Jordan. You are correct, sir. Yes! You've okay. done it. Yeah. You've done a thing. Yeah, that, 
I've, I've done a thing. It confused me for a little bit, but then I went back to my the roots of my morals, and I remember that Christian Bale <laughs> is that's a first choice pick. Right, it's a first draft pick on any team. <laughs> right. Um, next up, we have you know what? A bit of a surprise. I don't think it's. I I wouldn't use the Kino word perhaps, but I would say okay. it was. We expected it to be so bad it's good, and it was actually kind of good. We have okay, okay. Violent Night. Ooh, David we Harbour, do have Violent Night. Murderous Santa David Harbour, movie. Crazy Santa Boy. And um, he fights yeah. J- John Leguizamo, perhaps? I think so. It was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. It was, it had, it was, yeah, like John Wick, but he's Santa, and it's a bit goofy, but it worked out. Yeah, he, um, I don't know, there were some good There's kills. That- he, there's, there's, there's that axe scene in the shed. There's the axe scene. They do all, like, the Christmas-themed kills. I'm pretty sure he, like, electrocutes someone with Christmas lights, and he probably murders someone with a glass of milk or something. I don't know. You know doesn't he, like, lick... Doesn't he, like, sharpen a candy cane by, like, yes, licking it he and, does. like, stab yeah, yeah, someone yeah. with it? You know, yeah. it's fun. It is what it is. I think the plot gets a little bit annoyingly... They focus a bit on this, like, family thing. Like, yeah, that is not a little very bit too much, where it's, like... It's Santa killing people. Just focus on yeah, it. You don't on. need we, to get into the, the, like... the nitty-gritties here. Yeah. But you know what? For what it is, I think it's actually... It was quite solid. It was it was good fun. And at the end, he I, fucking... I agree. Spoiler alert. He he kills him by shooting him up the chimney. And he fucking, like, you know, gets twisted yeah, into a million pieces. Or completely... Yeah, he completely just mushes him. Yeah. Um, pretty good. Tribiums. Mm. Uh, in one of the many references to Die Hard, one character is named Thorpe. The book on which Die Hard is based, Nothing Lasts Forever, was written by Roderick Thorpe. Or, the film God, was... God, that's... <laughs> okay, the, go on. the film was originally written as a PG-13 designed to start Jack Black as Santa. <laughs> damn it, no, damn it, I actually thought I cooked on this one. But when... <laughs> but when Black dropped out of the film... Uh, but when Black dropped out, the film pivoted to the R-rated film that was released what the fuck <laughs> I, 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 I thought i cooked bro says unintelligible nonsense <laughs> also i think the fact that i unironically said i thought i cooked might be the most yeah. unintelligible nonsense i've ever said so sorry for that please don't quote me <laughs> <laughs> says unintelligible nonsense <laughs> <laughs> says the least understandable sequence of words ever conceived <laughs> that the moment the movie loses jack black it just gets much more violent <laughs> i don't know what i was thinking on that yeah jack black drops on like i guess he'll murder everyone then <laughs> it was gonna be just like a nice home alone kind of thing <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that was so... well, anyway. I just, the thing is, as you were saying, it, <laughs> you genuinely like put both hands to your head and fully, with no hesitation, like, fuck, I fully thought I cooked here. <laughs> no, that's so embarrassing. My vocabulary also, has actually become There's that, corrupted. and then there's the fucking, f- the most elaborate thought I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it's like Die Hard Book Trivia. The author is the name of one of the characters so like oh my god man no nothing well let's forget that ever happened well but the jack black one is definitely true <laughs> you have been pranked sir oh, fuck. <laughs> don't you know that it would get much more violent when jack black drops off 
for That'd some a, reason. Somehow rated 30. <laughs> yeah, it becomes a rated X film. Um, automatic pornography. <laughs> Alright, next up, we return to... You know what? And this, this... I'm not even kidding here. This might be my top five movies of this year. Which I know sounds kind of crazy. But I really okay. fucking enjoyed this one. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves. It was, you know, as as they say in the business, a sleeper hit. Yes, very it, good. It was just kind of again. You went into it. I, I we I'm not a Dungeons and Dragons kind of guy. You're not either. No. Um, we just kind of went in not expect. Like I thought it was going to be god awful. Yeah, I thought same. it was going to be so bad. And then like in the beginning, like the first few minutes, I was like, "Fuck, this is going to yeah, be terrible. This is going to be crazy." And then it just kind of, it just kind of developed into this thing that was very very enjoyable it was a good time not the highest of stakes you're like you're not super invested but it's just like you can sit back relax have a good time with it i'm dare i say actually and i like <laughs> dare i say i've never been as invested as i was in that <laughs> yeah. movie dare i say and i like the other two movies but this might be my favorite sequel to guardians of the galaxy if you get what i mean this might be the best guardians of the galaxy spiritual kind of same vibe spiritual successor that there's been. Oh, okay. I think it's I better say, than what? Guardians it's 2 and 3. <laughs> Cuz it's very it's very Ooh, much similar. I see. Similar I vibes. disagree with I disagree. Ooh. I, I think I Guardians know. 3 is better, but I think it is better than Guardians 2. I think I, I still like Guardians 2 and 3. I think Guardians 3 while very fun and at times and very emotional in its ending. I think it's a bit mm. of a sad movie that I Well, I yeah, don't, it's, it's a sad movie, but it's kind of I don't know. I prefer I think it could have used a little little less Festin style dark energy to it and a little more a little more <laughs> okay. Guardians One cheer. Anyway, I just I, I okay. really appreciate about this one. Yeah, like the group dynamic, it's not for it doesn't feel forced and like we're trying to do like a you know team of misfits. Like they actually have fun chemistry and funny lines. Chris Pine's very mm. charismatic in the lead. All the characters are a lot of fun. Yes. Really creative yeah. action scenes as well. They use the powers and shit in cool ways that yeah, like the they, yeah, they that, integrated into the Yeah, they integrated into the the world and stuff like that quite well. I think like some of the ones that we've seen before, like uh, what is it? The one with uh, the guy from Vikings, <sighs> with orcs and stuff. Oh, pretty... Warcraft. Warcraft, yeah, like stuff like that. That's sim- that seems like yeah, you know, you you'd expect it to be similar vibes, but th- this is so far removed from it. It's that like this better. one's miles better. Yeah, and I also and we do have the cheekiest Hugh Grant as a nutty villain. We do. At Nutty Villain, there's out of nowhere a tiny Cooper. A tiny Cooper? There is a hilarious they beat the shit out of the villain at the end scene, which yeah. is always a good time. It's just mm-hmm. it's really fun. I had very mid expectations for it, and it just turned out to be like uh, maybe top five of the year is a bit is a bit much. But uh, in terms of like enjoyable experiences and also I was in Sterling, yeah. it was like a fun time. That might have contributed to it. It was but, a fun time. Sitting there with a, with my woody buddy. Yeah. It was I, I very much enjoyed. And I, I mm-hmm. you did as well. Maybe I enjoyed I, a little I, more. I agree. No, I, I definitely enjoyed. I definitely enjoyed. It's definitely. Enjoyed. God, was that still this year? That's insane. That was this year. That was in April. Feel... That was in April. Crazy. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I, I very much enjoyed it. It was so good. And there, there's some scenes that made me laugh out loud, like, so hard, like, more than most movies do. Like, the yeah. one where he's, like, when they're interviewing the corpses. Yes, it, yeah, like, that was, some, it was It was very like it was very on the nose, but still got me so good. <laughs> yeah. And then like the one where he's like, 
like a projection and then his like yeah, face his... starts ballooning up <laughs> yeah there's like shit that shouldn't be as funny as it is but it's like it's like executed really well it's yeah. just like like slapstick humor that just they they pull off yeah you know i would call it a very charming film that's that's how i would i i can to. definitely get behind that and description even if you're not a dungeons and dragons nerd you can enjoy mm-hmm. evidence by us you can enjoy very cool hip men um <laughs> cool hip men yeah. <laughs> trivia number one Chris Pine is a massive Dungeons and Dragons fan, having played since middle school, and jumped at the chance to join the project. Or, okay, trivia two. Part of why Chris Pine joined the film is because he watched his nephew play Dungeons and Dragons and saw how much fun he and his friends were having. Ooh. So is Chris Pine an OG fan, or a fake fan, <laughs> or a modern fan? <laughs> Damn. Fuck this. Especially like. Compared to the last one, this one's mid. <laughs> you know, he doesn't strike me as a Dungeons and Dragons kind of guy. Too cool. I don't know. I just feel like he 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 seems like a bit of he seems like a man who's maybe a little bit uh, a little bit clueless sometimes in, in my head. And I feel <laughs> okay. like he he wouldn't even he wouldn't really be be into that when he was younger. But he might be fuck because of his clueless. No, I'm gonna say his because <laughs> of his, it's gonna be his nephew. He saw his nephew play. You are correct, sir. Yes. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. He he doesn't really strike me as a dungeons. He strikes me maybe as like he might have been a bit of a skater kid, perhaps. I can see that. Next up, we have a film that I've spent like basically this whole fucking semester. Every time a movie discussion comes up with my friends, which is often because they're film Mm. students, we talk about this fucking movie. So I'm pretty burnt out on it. But Oppenheimer. (laughs) Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. (laughs) The greatest, most nutty Woody. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Um, (laughs) In fairness, we did have a few moments where we just like. Lost it. You know what? There is like it is. I mean, we're joking. It's a very serious, intense movie, whatever. But it still does have witty moments. For example, the the you know Killian sitting naked in a chair, absolutely crushing naked sack. The naked, yeah, just completely squishing them testes. (laughs) Um, The and also like the Avengers esque (laughs) Einstein. Yeah, the Albert Nick Fury popping up scenes. He appears behind a car like he's fucking Jason Bourne or something. Those are pretty enjoyable. But as a movie, I think it's very good. I think it's a very good film. Yeah, I don't think it's like the best movie ever. A bunch. Yeah, yeah. Not the best movie ever. It's a movie that. Yeah, it it does it just it does the event justice. It's very well acted and. Yeah, it's well shot. A little bit long. Well done. A little bit long. Otherwise, it's good. Yeah, it does. It does drag on when they get to the press con or the like uh you know they're talking to him at that table after after the big mm. atomic test then it, there's a bit of a dip for sure uh, and then it picks up again towards the end it's quite engaging um you know does have uh the the clutch of the century from malik <laughs> yeah malik coming in crazy um <laughs> with the 1v15 <laughs> yeah yeah it's it, i think it, i think it's a very engaging film despite occasionally dipping off in like you know, it gets a little bit boring at uh, one point specifically. But in general, for to maintain my interest for most of three hours, I think that's pretty impressive. So yeah, good film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this man's attention wanders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trivia. Matt Damon was on break from acting as a promise to his wife with one condition. It would go on hold if Christopher Nolan called. As luck would have it, Nolan offered Damon the role of Leslie Groves, and the break went on hold. Or. Ooh, Okay. The fast food chain Burger King requested to do a themed tie-in event to the film, selling a new burger called the Wappenheimer, but Nolan declined <laughs> the offer. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Very Why difficult. Are you not the- 
Why are you not the marketing chief of everything? <laughs> Come on. Wappenheimer, they could have made it extra spicy so it's like an atomic bomb in your mouth or something. Could it's that a pickle for, for the smush nuts he has in the movie? <laughs> yeah, it would have been both very tasteful and inventive. He definitely... Ooh. Something I hadn't thought of. He definitely like could have pickled his own penis through the sweat <laughs> between his legs. <laughs> okay. you, you, the, wait, the revelation... Did you say they didn't think of that? As if that's like... <laughs> No, I said, like, I just realized. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying, like, oh, wait, they huge missed opportunity. The sweat <laughs> between his thighs. <laughs> anyway, the Whopper was, was, um, in, it was fake, yes. Yeah, but the Whopper, that, that is good. But it should, you know, like one it. day, maybe when Oppenheimer 2 comes out, they could mm. make it work that in. <laughs> Bigger and badder, the Whopper. <laughs> And then finally, and we won't spend too much time on this because A, we were running real, real late into this, but also B, we did talk about it recently. Uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, which mm. the highlight, of course, was the 4D experience of it. Where we of were course. The, thrown where we around were Rome. literally, literally beat up <laughs> where Cruise by our de- seats. <laughs> designed a film where the cinema could assault us. Um, <laughs> And it was it was wonderful. It was very, it was the hardest I've laughed in a movie in a long time. Us during the during yeah. the Rome fucking chase sequences, our seats were flinging us around the fucking cinema. It was hilarious. Like, whenever whenever they hit a little bump, we just get a fucking brick in the back. <laughs> Clearly, just someone they're in behind the, us. They're in the desert, and we get water sprayed on us. <laughs> of course, man. Of course, shit was complete lunacy, but it was so fun. It was awesome. Um, yeah, we got to do that again. Maybe over Christmas, Aquaman 2 4D experience. Who knows? Ooh, that sounds Could fantastic. Um, but Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, pretty good. The more time that's passed, I, I haven't like soured on it more, but it is the contrast between it and the previous three entries has been highlighted to me a bit, where it's like, it is not as good. It does have some really cool action and some fun characters, yeah. but it's the story's more muddled and less interesting, and the acting and the dialogue is even like is too hammy even for like a goofy action it, movie. It 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 turns up the goofy. Yeah, and it's still fun. And you know the goofiness can have be funny, like the final chain uh, train thing, where it's like a Looney Tunes sketch. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's fun. It's good. It's solid. Does not compare to four, five, and six, in my opinion. Yeah, does 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 not at all. I think it can compare a little bit to five, because five okay. I think is good, but four and six are insanely better. Like yeah. so much better. Still, still really good though. Still, still quality. Yeah, trivia. Because of her eagerness and drive on the set, Palm Clementif got the nickname Palm Cruise from director Christopher McQuarrie. Or, Tom Cruise okay. surprised Simon Pegg, kinda, Haley Atwell, cute. and Rebecca Ferguson with their own custom motorcycles to celebrate production wrapping. Ooh. See, Simon Pegg just doesn't, doesn't strike me as a motorcycle kind of guy. But does Tom Cruise not strike you as a man who would give someone who's not a motorcycle guy a motorcycle <laughs> just to fuck with him. That's... Oh, fuck, that is a very good point. Just to assert dominance. That kind of guy. <laughs> it's a motorcycle with Simon Pegg's face on the side. <laughs> Cruz draws a dick on it. <laughs> so was it... Was it Palm Cruz? Yeah. She got the nickname Boy. Palm Cruz. Which, to be fair, is really hilarious, and maybe something BHL Hudson would think of. Who knows? Fuck. I'm gonna say that's true. Palm Cruise. Palm Cruise. Palm Cruise. You are correct, sir. Yes. I also. Let's I, go. I did realize as I was reading it. I've kind of. 
maybe uh, a victim of, of my own success here because if it had been the motorcycle one, surely I would have put that as a Tom Knuse one of these times. That would have come up. You know what I mean? A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Um, well, there are the Woody's movies we've seen so far. There'll be many more God. Woody's movies to come. All up to date now. All up to date. We will be doing more Woody's. You can see on our letterboxd what we think of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No more pods in the future. Although, you know, never say never. But never say final never. part to the Woody's tradition. You know, the Woody's tradition and the pod, my two favorite traditions of ours, I will say. I, I agree. Jay just mush together two amazing things, doing it with your best boo and create something beautiful. My best boo. With all that said, <laughs> speaking of the canoes, it is now time for... Tom Canoes. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's two pieces of canoes here that are kind of interesting. Okay. We're going to go... First off, there's an article in Variety that says, Timothy Chalamet calls Army Hammer allegations disorienting, reveals Tom Cruise sent him an email with lists of stunt trainers. It was a, quote, war cry. So, what? I don't know. What's so much going on. I think we can skip the title. We're here for the canoes, so we can skip the uh, the uh, hammer allegations part of this article. But the cruise <laughs> stuff specifically, uh, he he basically said in old Hollywood, you, you'd be getting dancing training and fighting and fight training, and nobody's going to hold you to that standard today. So it's up to you, Chalamet recalled. The email was really like a war cry. So apparently, Cruz was giving him like stunt trainers for. Some film, Stunt trainers and like advice on how to how to be a better you know, movie star. <laughs> make 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 it as an actor in Hollywood. I guess Cruz coming in with the with the advice. Um, okay, okay. The other one that is mainly just good for the headline. This from the DailyMail.co.uk. Great source, possibly. Um, mm-hmm. It says <clears throat> exclusive mop gun. Tom Cruise shows off his impressive head of newly dyed highlighted hair as he jets out of London in a helicopter to resume MI filming after actor strike. So Ooh. I thought it was gonna be mop gun, he was doing some kind of like janitorial duties, but I think Yeah, he's, he's flipping mops and shit. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean Cruise, I don't know if how they can tell it's newly dyed. I guess that's kind of presumptive on their part. He do be looking a little mm. bit nutty in these pictures, I'm not gonna lie. Um Ooh. but you know, I'm, we move. I'm excited to see. It's not a bad look, I guess, but it's kind of a strange look. It kind of looks like a wig, but I guess uh, let's not pass too much judgment on Cruz's hair. Mm. One day I will be bald, possibly. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> possibly, who knows? Well, he's not bald yet, but anyway. Anyway, that's the Tom Canoes. Good stuff, I guess. Canoes inspiring the youth and having weird hair. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. Now it's time for the announcements and such. First of all, on the Poorly Planned Podcast fan page... We did have a we did uh, have a great post a post about Freddy's vindication from Brooklyn Nine Nine of uh, mm-hmm. of the the anime segment finally happening. Also, what the fuck? I go to Instagram for the Poorly Planned Podcast and I come across our old rivals, the other Poorly Planned Podcast. <laughs> what are they what? up to? I don't know. I'm sorry. Are they are they posting? <clears throat> I don't know. I didn't I didn't check. I was just on the wrong one. But remember when that was a whole thing? All right. Again, we do not Damn. encourage anyone to harass any other channels. No, I don't know if they still post, actually. I think we might have outlived them, so, you know. We, I think we have. Dub, question mark? We say as we're dying. <laughs> we say as we're ending the pod. But anyway, yeah, that's a, that's 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 something, I guess. Good for them. Whatever. Who cares? Mm. Um, and then comments on the latest pod, which did go up yesterday. So there might be... Oh, God, there's 25 comments. Oh, my God. 
So much to do. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Okay, let's do this real quick. Kian says, justice has been served. And Daniel says, yes. indeed it has. X Ristos K says, I was waiting years for this episode. Edit, I don't leave comments very often, but I've been listening to the Poorly Planned Podcast since the very beginning, back when they were being uploaded on BHL's channel. Keep up the great work to YouTube and beyond. Thank you very much. That's very sweet. Let's oh, go. Cool. Uh, the OG BHL Hudson days are crazy. Um, <laughs> those are dark times. <laughs> Josie says, no lie, I actually cheered at my work when the intro played. Shelf Enthusiast says, everyone on the planet cheered. It was a universal event. Anson says, I did a little dance as I was making my lunch. As shameful as that is to confess. And Josie says, I don't blame you. That was a time to celebrate. So, you know, the, the universe God, is, see, is healing, I guess. See how happy you can make people? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? They're only happy because I never played that damn intro. <laughs> I did it that one time. So, if anything, you're welcome. Um... <laughs> Josie says, I will admit, I didn't care about anime back then, still kind of don't, but I was never against watching it. In fact, I actually... I thought that was just, that was it. That was <laughs> Mid-episode. In fact, I actually did watch Stein's Gate with a friend of mine, which is a time Ooh. travel show, and I started it like, yeah, it's cool, and then when it ended, I genuinely thought that was one of my favorite shows ever. Very good anime. Highly recommend it to those who haven't seen it. Great episode. Definitely worth the wait. Freddy finally got justice. Hashtag yes. death bussy. Hashtag rent a bussy. Hashtag bussy wars. Hashtag busruto. Hashtag attack on bussy. Hashtag justice has finally been served. Um, I will say, busruto. I don't know if it's great if our comment section, like if YouTube's algorithm picks up, we have hashtag rent a bussy in our comment section. I feel like that has some, some unfortunate implications. Um, <laughs> Al Feld says, rent a bussy. <laughs> I will take this time to say that I first discovered the pod five years ago with the Ben and Fred watch The Incredibles. I didn't know it was a it was a pod channel until like three years ago. What I listened to was some of the funniest stuff I've heard and quickly caught up with the pod and was excited for when new episodes or Ben and Fred Watches came out. Now that's ending, all I will say is thank you. Ah, Al. Too nice. Al. Very nice of you, Al. And uh, I'm glad you enjoyed. Ah, too nice. Too too sweet. Too wholesome. Uh, it's not 201 yet, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make us cry yet. ZJ says... <laughs> Once again, a great way to pass time in my end-of-day study. As someone who doesn't care that much about anime and whose only anime they've seen is Pokemon, I really enjoyed hearing Freddy talk about anime. Also, that Alec Baldwin joke was not as bad as the other trivia, as the other joke trivia I came involving trolls, Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. I'm not quite sure what this is in reference to. That Alec Baldwin joke was not as bad as the other joke trivia I came involving trolls, Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. I'm not so sure. Is that that's is that, oh is that about her Super Bowl thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. I'm not quite sure what we, ZJ's cooking here, but you know what? I'll I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Did we did we talk about that in the episode? I don't think so. But anyway, hashtag BHL the bully. <laughs> hashtag anime. What a joke. Hashtag anime bussy. Um, <laughs> again, anime bussy. Not a great hashtag to have like floating around your comment section. <laughs> oh well. Um, <laughs> but thank you, ZJ. I'm glad very, you enjoyed. It's very. <laughs> It's very fitting, I think. <laughs> enjoyed the episode and enjoyed hearing hearing Freddy talk some talk some anime kino. Yeah. Uh, talk talk some shit. Daniel says, another really great and enjoyable episode. Keep up the pizza cat-esque work. Finally, the episode we've all been waiting for, Freddy's Anime Hour, for an actual hour. Even though I haven't seen any anime, this was still one of my favorite episodes and contains possibly the best trivia we've got on the podcast. And anime is something I've been meaning to get into, so those recommendations I will put on the list. And we're getting dangerously close to the end of the pod. Once again, I'm not ready for it. But we're getting some of the best episodes we've ever gotten, so I guess I can't complain. <laughs> Hashtag Freddy is a pervert. Hashtag I'll put, <laughs> I'll put it on the list. Hashtag what the fuck are these animes? Hashtag <laughs> hey yo. Hashtag BHL gets old people boner. 
Hashtag FDK is anime king. You know, Daniel always coming through with some could call them the most out of pocket hashtags. Um, <laughs> yeah, not not great, not great stuff. But uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the episode. Uh, I was afraid he's a pervert. What the fuck? <laughs> Yo, yeah, that was what I was gonna say. The best trivia ever on the pod. I've been put to shame, man. I've been doing the trivia for fucking 197 episodes, and you just come in here and fucking bowl me over, man. What's what going I, on? What can I? What can I say? What can I say? No, I, I, I don't think it was the best ever. But no, I agree. I, it was. It was. Very epic, and I would say the best ever. Josie says, I agree on the trivia part. That was genuinely the toughest trivia I've participated in. Hashtag Ghostbusters Frozen Bussy. Hashtag It's Brownie Time. Hashtag <laughs> PHL Gets Boomer Bussy. Hashtag Bears Beats Battlestar Galactica Bussy. Hashtag I Need to Grow Up. Daniel says, Hashtag Freddy's Little Boy. Hashtag Bill Murray's <laughs> Frozen Bussy. Hashtag Pizza Cat's Bussy. Josie says, Hashtag Little Duke is Little Boy. Hashtag B- BHL froze Bill Murray's bussy. Hashtag morbiusius. M- Excuse me. <laughs> oh my god, it keeps going. Daniel says hashtag Modoc has big bussy. Hashtag BHL is him. Hashtag Freddy loves his brownies. Josie says hashtag brownie bear bussy. What the fuck does that even mean? And Jaden says hashtag BHL is afraid of those ghosts. Hashtag Bill Murray is watching. <laughs> hashtag hashtag Freddy's little boy hour, very disturbing. <laughs> hashtag don't like that at all. And finally, <laughs> hashtag Tom Cruise and BHL, the old person punishers and wife eaters. So, uh, you know, I I, uh, I think that summed up the pod comment section pretty well, I suppose. Um, uh, God, what a, again, what Jesus a journey. Christ. Tom Cruise eating people's wives. That was a classic bit we used to do. We should bring that back. That was, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The Poorly Planned Podcast clip says, Holy fuck, BHL played the anime intro. What the shit? When I heard the intro play, I got the same feeling I did when Cap lifted Thor's hammer in Endgame. Big goosebump moment. And it feels so good to hear Freddy talk for once. Normally, it's BHL just monologuing to himself about Harrison Ford being old or how bad the Fast and Furious films are. So it was nice to see Freddy get to talk for once. Hashtag FDK is the fucking king of this shit. All in capital letters. And of course, I wasn't serious. I do love... I do... I do love to hear about BHL ranting about old people. Hashtag BH Boner for the Harrison. <laughs> God, loaded comment there. Um, Josie oh. responds, I agree on the intro. Haven't sheared this loudly since Toby showed up in No Way Home. Also, episode 199 needs to be all hour of BHL ranting about old people. Hashtag BHL's <laughs> old people rant hour. Hashtag boomer beef with BHL Hudson the boomer beater. <laughs> God damn it, man. This is like actual poetry. So Some Dr. Seuss so shit. Good. Hashtag the anime hour wasn't a full wasn't a full hour. Hashtag bird. The Poorly Pen Podcast Clips responds, I 100% agree. That would be a sick pod 199. Hashtag BHL, BHL as killer 199 old folks. <laughs> that seems like some <laughs> weird code or something. Not sure what that means. Hashtag that intro will go down in history. Hashtag Freddy is bear. Hashtag Freddy stays five nights at BHL's house. And I don't know what Freddy's bear is in reference to. And finally, Josie I'm, I'm says... I'm sure it's Freddy, Freddy Fastbear, I, I would Oh, assume. I see. Possibly, yeah. Hashtag BHL has 199 problems and boomers are, re- are all of them. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> Brother Bear beats up BHL's bussy. What the fuck? Where'd Brother Bear come from? Why is Brother Bear involved in this? Oh my god. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. 
Jaden says, this is so good. <laughs> based on how much he brings it up, Freddy's movie rating criteria clearly is just if the movie is self-aware or not. He values self-awareness over quality and creativity, <laughs> e.g. liking Mario over John Wick 4 and Babylon. Hashtag Mario has self-awareness. Hashtag Freddy is very self-aware. Hashtag what a bussy. Hashtag BHL nose reduction surgery. Hashtag bring back seductive Santa for the Christmas pod. Hashtag Freddy about to hit a little boy moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what intonation I'm supposed to read that in, but there it is. Hashtag Freddy about okay. to hit a little boy moment, I think, was was the correct sort of way. Not just you hitting a child. Hashtag, hashtag Trevor Trevor Slattery. Hashtag I wouldn't go in there for 20 minutes. What are these random throwbacks people are throwing in here? What the fuck? God, I love it. It's bringing me back. <laughs> this is great. This is fantastic. Shelf Enthusiast says, So glad to finally get an actual hour of Freddy's Anime Hour. Some pretty good shouts, some pretty great shouts, and some I'll have to jot down for later. Great pot as always. Hashtag attack on bussy. Also, someone did point out it wasn't an actual hour because I guess we did do a bit of the start. It was close enough. You uh, know, we tried our best. It was, yeah, come on now. Come on now. NMS says, For a show that is ending... <laughs> For a show that is ending soon, the writing is still okay. I just wish the characters were a bit more likable. Hashtag Peacemaker would a <laughs> What a jovial occurrence. Hashtag Brenton Thwaites is history. Hashtag Big Willie Style Award 2023. And as someone with close to no knowledge on anime at all, this episode is definitely one of the top 200 of the show. If the pod wants a deep dive, if the pod wants a deep dive into Scientology, you should watch the highly acclaimed John Travolta movie Battlefield Earth, his best movie after Gaudi and Pulp Fiction. Feels weird to see the pod and feels weird to see the pod ad i made on the pod now oh i think he means like the fan art feels weird to see the pod ad i made on the pod now because i remember intending to send it in six years ago but i just never did for some reason it just sat in my google drive and every now and then the file would pop up well there you go it has now been featured good stuff go. um amazing i don't know if we need a deep dive into scientology i think we're specifically avoiding that at the yeah. moment um we're 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 staying in the shallows here <laughs> um and yeah i feel like people you know because it's sending people are bringing back their favorite their favorite bits. Um, and I love it. From, so yeah, good. From the pod. And Anson says, Long ass comment is incoming, but we're in the final days, so no reason to not go all out, right? Here are my personal top 10 favorite anime. Okay, we are unfortunately running a bit over time. So I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I don't know if we can read. Okay, should I just read all reads the... Th reads through the entire hashtag bus comments. <laughs> okay, fine. Anson, Fuck it. Anson hits you with a nice, wholesome one. And that's our time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I have time for every ridiculous bussy hashtag. Fine. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. We're reading this. I was just going to do the top 10, but I'm going to read it all because you know what? Anson has been a consistent and good commenter where he actually leaves. Mm. I'm not saying unlike anyone else with the bussy hashtags, we appreciate the hashtags. But you know what? Anson, we appreciate you going going all in on some of these comments. So you know what? We're going to read it. Number 10. Spy X Family. Freddie already talked about why this slaps. Wholesome family dynamic balanced out with fun spy stuff. It's a banger. Number 9. Nichiju. Part wholesome slice of life, part absolutely unhinged absurdist comedy, all with absolutely stunning animation. The thing has this thing has better action scenes than most actual action series, as one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. Truly a one-of-a-kind project. Number eight, Bocce the Rock, a story about the struggles of severe social anxiety and making your way in the underground Japanese independent music scene. It's also a slight absurdist Ooh. comedy with some moments of incredibly experimental animation. Very relatable and fun. Number seven, nice. Hyoka. The members, the members of a literature club, sort of on accident, become a team of mystery solvers around their school. The show has themes of self-worth, identity, and romance, and some of the best writing I've ever seen. It's incredibly information-dense, but it's still so easy to follow and remarkably well thought out. It's so impressively done. 
Nice. Number six. Kaguya-sama Love is War. Two high schoolers are crushing... Yes. Oh, are you familiar with this one? I am familiar with this one. Two high schoolers are crushing on each other, but because they're too prideful to confess, they spend most of the show playing intense mind games with one another to trick the other into confessing. Extremely funny, very emotional when it wants to be, and also the best English dub ever made. I watch most of my anime subbed, but this specific dub is a must-watch. It's incredible. Sorry, I am just thinking about how at the start of this, I was just going to completely skip over all, all this and just be like, that's our time. Like, as he's left this like, very insightful, well-thought-out comment. <laughs> that would have been such a dick move. I'm glad you stopped me. I was going to go through the top ten, but I was, I was not going to go into detail. And I'm, I'm sorry about that. I'm glad I am. <laughs> and that's it, folks. <laughs> Number five, sound, euphonium. A show about a bunch of teens joining their high school wind ensemble club, told in the structure of a sports anime. It's the most motivational show I've ever seen for me personally. Also has impeccable sound design and so many great characters. Beautiful show. Number four, K-On! Peak slice of life. Just a bunch of girls in a rock band hanging out and having fun together for 40 episodes. The music is great. The characters are all super likable. And overall, it's my ultimate comfort show. Lovely stuff. Number three, Erased. A man in the midst of his quarter-life crisis gets shot back in time into the body of his 12-year-old self and decides to use this opportunity to prevent the actions of a serial killer who murdered a bunch of his classmates back in the day. It's altogether brilliant, a very dark and compelling show that still allows for moments of levity. Masterpiece. Sounds slightly real-life adjacent, if I do say so myself. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> number two a place further than the universe a bunch of teenagers unite and become friends in pursuit of the same goal going to antarctica it may sound like it may not sound like much but this show is absolutely flawless i love my number one pick in spite of its various flaws but this show is literally perfect the relatability i found in its central protagonist resonated with exactly where i was in my life when i first watched it a truly remarkable series and number one okay violet evergarden Emotionally stunted, I also hear good things. Em- emotionally stunted child soldier learns the complexities the complexities of human emotion by becoming a ghostwriter for hire. The relatability I found in this show applies to my entire being, not just a singular stage in, in my life. It is no exaggeration when I say this. It is no exaggeration when I say this show changed my life in more ways than one. It means the world to me. I highly recommend all these to Freddy, at least the ones he hasn't seen yet. For BHL though, who's newer to the medium, I definitely recommend Bachi the Rocky and Kag. Kaguya-sama, but most strongly, Hiyoka, and especially Erased. I won't go into detail because this comment is far too long already, but in every way imaginable, Erased is the perfect starter anime. Thank you for being with me. Hashtag intro justice has been served. Damn. Damn. That was a that was an excellent comment. And I'm that was a great comment. genuinely very glad that I read all that because some of those things do sound kind of like kind of bangers. Yeah. I might want to put those on the list. And I've heard of Violet Evergarden. I Me too. I've not watched, but I, I I really want to watch. You've mentioned it in some context at some point, I'm pretty sure. But uh, or no, Le- mm-hmm. actually, Lele's a big fan. I'm pretty sure. Actually, yeah, Lele, Lele mm-hmm. talks about it a lot. But yeah, some of those do sound uh, really fucking good. And especially, thank you for recommending a starter anime as well for for uh, a beginner like myself. Um, and yeah, and thank you for the the generally insightful comments that you've left in the pod, Anson. Not that we're saying we yeah. prefer insight over. <laughs> hashtag bussy Fred, freddy something bill marie bussy whatever both uh, are great both are welcome that's my point we take both thank you that all being said <laughs> yeah one yeah one one makes us laugh the other one puts our podcasting abilities and analytical things to, to shame yeah, yeah you put a much more concise version of the anime episode just in <laughs> one comment there um <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, drop a like, subscribe, hit the bell button, leave a comment down below what you thought about what we talked about, the pod in general, the show, 
Leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, where you can also find the pod. Tell your friends. Leave a nice review. Tell people. It's all good. Pod 200 coming sometime in the future. Um, but you can find me on YouTube, BHL Hudson, Instagram, Twitter. No, you can find me on YouTube, BHL Hudson, Instagram, BHL underscore Hudson, Letterboxd, Real BHL Hudson. You can email the pod at bhlhudsonvids at gmail.com. Whew. You can find me on X at FDK underscore Dalt Sniper. You can find me on um, Instagram at Fidalgo. You can find me on Letterboxd at FDK underscore Thwilms and on YouTube at FDK Space Gaming. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Whoppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs>